0: You are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. Boys. He say, one and one and one is three. Got to be good looking because he's so hard to see.
1: I fucking Good know weekend. it. It's so hard to see
0: it come together. Mm.
1: Right now.
0: There you go. Over, Over me. me. What's up, everybody? What? Cigar Noise Boys here. Dom and Tyler, as always. Uh, and this week, we're all coming together. <laughs> Living <laughs> united with Oliver. What's up, Oliver?
2: What is up? Cigar Noise Boys crew
0: calling yeah. the gang uh, <laughs> I just want has to, anybody ever sang the lyrics it would give it job. away no one ever knows the lyrics so yeah if you know I was them, listening to that Joe rare. and Mo <laughs> you nailed it you're shooting 100 right now nice um, but Oliver I'm uh, going to congratulate you we had more questions from listeners than we did with Schmokini Kim
2: get out of here that's a big deal. Did she? I hope she asked the question because that means that she was on the show. She appreciated what you guys did for her, and then she asked a question. So I'm waiting for the Smokini Shmokini question.
0: Well, Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. podcast will last another uh, 40 minutes to an hour, so maybe she'll write in. We'll see. All right. Uh,
2: that's we'll what I'll every- have to ask her.
0: What's everyone smoking right now?
2: So... With this quarantine, I feel like I, well, I know I'm not the only one, and typically because uh with the the fact that I'm in the industry, I get to smoke a little bit more, but being quarantined, I find myself smoking it any time all the time, and uh, I'm finishing up a Byron Laundi, or a Byron habanero today. I haven't had a habanero in a long time, and I thought uh today was a very nice nice day, special occasion being on your show.
1: hey. What an honor. I uh, had um, to uh,
2: add the smoke one.
1: Nice. Um, I'm smoking the Sultans of uh, Smoke, um, the Legacy blend. Um, it's got like four or five years of age on it. Mo gave it to me back in September, maybe, but he's had it forever. Um, it's a good smoke. It's out of uh, Oveja Negra, uh, James Brown, Angela Brown's factory, and Esteli. It's actually like the the first um, factory you see when you're coming into Esteli. Uh, I haven't been there yet. I need to check it out um, next time I'm down there. Um,
2: I, I need to, I need to go there.
0: Yeah. I don't know what I'm smoking because it's the um, small batch review, blind review. I wanted I was planning on finishing it before the podcast. So now I'm just gonna have to compartmentalize everything. Remember it. Write <laughs> down the final third after. Um, so that's what everyone is smoking now, but Stogie Doe asks, uh, what's been your go-to cigar during this shelter in place during the quarantine?
2: Ah, oh, Stogie Doe. She is, isn't she fantastic? She has such, she has such a huge heart and, uh, and always out there and staying positive. But, uh, I follow her on Instagram. I would say my, my go-to probably that I haven't spoken a lot is the, is the La Giana natural, um, out of, out of our portfolio, which, you know, I, I haven't been, uh, going out to shop. So I haven't been picking up, you know, new stuff, but, uh, the La Giana has been just kind of my, I would say my go-to because I have, you know, quite a few here that I usually travel with. And, uh, it's just a great, a great Honduran made out of the Camacho factory in uh, in Honduras. So it's a, a beautiful Honduran blend and it's just, it's smooth, creamy, it's a nice woody woody note so it's it's good for any time of the day
1: nice
0: yeah i've smoked that one i haven't smoked the la gianna maduro um but i mentioned this well i've got a chopper rolling by <laughs> i mentioned this uh when you were we were all virtually herfing with the small bash crew but i just feel kind of weird smoking that one because my sister's name is gianna right <laughs> it's just a little bit weird
2: but- you should you just smoke it in honor of her, not necessarily thinking that it's her.
0: I gifted her one I think a year or two ago. Nice.
2: So a year or two.
0: Said... Yeah, it was so that, that back with the old, old band. Yeah, old yeah band. the
2: old band,
1: yeah. So she's probably got it sitting in her fridge.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, she smoked it. With there. the lettuce. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys freeze your bananas whole?
2: if we're making if I'm making banana bread
0: I just saw a video banana. where someone did that and I've never I think one of my housemates does that too I just don't know what the purpose is
2: to to what cut it in half
0: <sighs> to just like as use like in banana bread but you're saving it for time when you have if your bananas are getting ripe and you make banana bread you make the banana bread I don't see the point in freezing it Taking them space for frozen peas <laughs>
1: For that
2: one day
0: when you get punched in the eye. Exactly.
1: Well, that's, yeah. that's not as weird as you taking the wrapper off
0: oh, come on, on your
1: cigar. Dude, I've had several messages privately sent to me saying, you should look at a new podcast partner because he's crazy.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I think what it is is um the one time early on when I smoked that with the wrapper on. This is a Maduro Regis. Uh, by the way, Oliver, I th- I think I was drinking a good amount and I kind of just tasted it still in the morning. So now if I take the wrapper off, it tastes like a completely new experience for me. <laughs> it's, it doesn't remind me of bad yeah. times. Yeah. yeah so it, it, it,
2: it, if on, you're go. doing it as an as as kind of an experiment uh, experiment and to see what a wrapper does to a cigar. Then it's interesting. Like I, I don't know if you've ever. I, well, Jose Blanco used to do a, a three wrapper tasting seminar, which was really cool. Um, if you ever take a cigar, maybe a third of it, you you take a, a little exacto blade and you cut around the cigar and take the wrapper off. You'll see that transition, and then as it hits the wrapper, how it just changes. Or if you're yeah. taking the wrapper off completely and smoking it, that's a different that's a different story.
0: Yeah, it's, I'm just experimenting, Tyler. That's <laughs> what it is. Well, you, I think when you're experimenting, you do that
1: once or twice. You don't do it every time you smoke that cigar. Well, that's
0: Many, true. Once or twice or three times. Um Cow <laughs> Rich asks if you approve of the photo I used, <laughs> the Mr. <Atabay> Misticos <laughs> Tubo.
2: In, in the chicken?
0: Going right into that chicken's mouth. Mouse that's a,
2: w- w- Now, let me ask you before is that that's a wine bottle holder right
0: yeah, exactly yeah Yeah, that's pretty cool
1: uh yeah fully approved uh because it made me laugh excellent um can you answer the question that's all on our minds have you tried to hump that chicken
0: <laughs> what no like a glory hole why would no i don't put my n- oh, objects that
1: would
2: be a great cigar analogy video <sighs> you just did the exact what no you just exactly. nailed it. I mean it's yeah. your part. It's you anyway, but you just nailed it.
1: You gotta let me record the other part. I'll be I'll the be bro. your other the other character, yeah, the bro. Or uh well, and
2: you yeah. have to do it with Atabay.
1: With Atabe, yeah. I've never but, um, I was thinking of the SNL skit dick in a box. You could you could do something with that. Cock cock. Yeah and <laughs> a There
0: you go. I don't wanna get blocked on Instagram, guys. But it's a rooster.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It writes itself, man. Uh,
2: yes, fully, you have the United stamp of approval on that one.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I'll make a fans only, and we'll see what happens for more explicit content. I want to hear that conversation,
1: Oliver, of you um, explaining that to Dave Garoppolo and Nelson Alfonso about <laughs> about Dom's uh, rooster and the cigar <laughs> uh, firmly down its throat.
2: <laughs> it's all it's it's the state of mind that you're in right we're all quarantined so our minds just go way south as soon as we see it but <laughs> i looked at it as a that's a wine decanter uh, not a decanter that's a wine bottle holder
0: that's exactly what it is it. <laughs> nothing, i saw it nothing weird yeah. about it nothing um, not any no, weirder well.
2: than tyler's
1: angle right now <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> It's been a lonely quarantine for me. Nice yeah. view of your
0: nostrils and chin.
1: My bad, player. Hey, nobody can see this. I'm, uh, waiting, that's true. Uh, I'm waiting for the um, office to open at the cigar shop so I can go in there and rest my phone and charge it because I'm at like 18%. Go, go play some video games? Yeah, and then maybe get a better <laughs> angle of myself. What are
0: You have 18% down. and we're doing this? I, I'm going to charge it. I'm going to hook it up to a charger. I better go charge it. Oh, my mattress. God.
2: Just, just stop recording. Let's start over
0: five yeah. minute episode. Tyler, you know what
2: you would you could do that could really make me feel that us and the, the U.S. and Wisconsin are becoming united is maybe looking at the shelf space and clearing up some spots for when this quarantine ends and we can get some united in there.
1: Hey, my uh, my boss is right here. Hey, Matt, oh. hey, we gotta bring hey. uh, we gotta bring United Cigars in, Adabe, Byron, Bandolero,
2: United, Magiana, Firecracker. Giana,
1: firecracker. Um, actually, I'm smoking my next cigar is gonna be the United, um, Churchill Natural. Um, Very nice. I got yeah, I got it. For, I'm part of the uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop Cigar of the Month Club because I I like that podcast so. I got that cigar in there.
2: Smoke on. Live United. Buy United, smoke United, live United. I agree. <laughs> so 100% approved. I'm waiting for the cigar analogy uh, video. And uh, yes, Moo cow, I approve that one. In fact, I'm waiting for Moo cow to post something with an Adebay in a cow. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Spicy. That'd be good. <laughs> I told him, oh my goodness. So, uh, Kim did like one of those question bubbles in her stories asking, uh, what she should do for her birthday and rich, freaking rich comments like, Oh, get a special cigar analogies video for you. It's like, Oh, (laughs) now I feel like I've got to. So I'm going to try to rip on him in my next one. Just a little rip. Oh,
2: that'd be classic.
0: Uh, the one and only rebar asks 2016 convertible mustangs what are your thoughts you better tread lightly on this one <laughs> i think
2: if you have a 2016 convertible mustang you are just the shit you're the best full confidence rolling down the street you're very comfortable you're very smart
0: you can't live in california and not have a convertible
2: exactly
1: Hundred percent.
0: Take that, JP. Got, yeah. <laughs> Only problem is
1: it's a four-cylinder.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I cheaped out a bit. What is it really? No. <laughs> no, it's a six. I was gonna say. No, I, I mean I, I cheaped out. I didn't get the uh, GT. It's just the base oh. model. Not I got the charger here. All, All right. right. Nice. Um, Tyler, you got yep. your word of the day. Yeah. I've got my word of the day. So, Oliver, I'm going to give you a word that I teach middle school students. Your uh, job is to try to use it in a sentence and make it cigar-related. Okay. Best of luck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your Mm -hmm. word is anthropomorphic. Oh, my God.
2: Anthropomorphic.
0: Anthropomorphic. Fuck. (laughs) Okay. Um,
2: When... When getting up to use the restroom and setting your cigar down in an ashtray, please make sure that you are not overly anthropomorphic to the guests around you.
1: Oh.
0: Zero out of 10. Dang. It. Way off. Tyler, <laughs> you go.
1: Um, one of my favorite Vitolas of the Curl Magnet is anthropology.
0: That's what? Is that the word? What? What's the word again? Anthropomorphic. I, like <laughs> I love lamp.
1: Um, my favorite books <laughs> as a kid were Animorphs. Wow. I can't say that word. I don't know. This is say going that This is word. going Anth- terribly well. Anth-
2: anthropomorphic.
1: Anthropomorphic. Oh, I do. Um the cigar started out great, but it ended anthropomorphically.
0: <laughs> you just turn to an adverb. No, uh, so anthropomorphic means uh, relating to or characterized by the attribution of human characteristics. Oh. So uh, I don't even know what the Jiminy, definition means. Jimmy cricket is an anthropomorphic cricket.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I didn't use it right?
0: It's it's like... A, <laughs> it's kind of like a personification is giving human-like qualities to something inanimate. It's kind of like mm-hmm.
1: that. So, why don't you just use personification, that word, I actually know what it means.
0: It's a different word. It's, it's a better
1: noun. Word. Anyways. Oh.
0: I feel better. <laughs> Tyler, what's your... I, word? I
1: well, it's going to be hard to use it in a sentence, but the new things that kids are doing is they're going on. Uh, so Oliver, I pick a word from the urban dictionary. So a lot of <laughs> <Yep>. people, na- <laughs> a lot of people are just putting dirty in front of their names and then seeing what the, um, so I guess, guess what dirty Oliver means.
0: There's actually a, a, a definition for mm-hmm. dirty Oliver. Correct. No. Mm-hmm. So like how dirty Sanchez has a definition. This is dirty Oliver.
2: Correct. Dirty Oliver. Um you lick your fingers in between bites of your cheeseburger.
0: Wrong. Oh. I'm gonna go with this is a playoff of Oliver Twist. So a dirty Oliver Twist would be somebody who begs for something and then uses it in a wrong kind of way. I have I, uh, I don't know.
1: Okay, so the first time I read this, I'm like, this might be a little graphic for our audience, but um <laughs> I'm like, Well, it makes sense. You know, we'll just put Dirty in front of whoever we have for the for the guests of the week and then we'll read that. Uh so Dirty Oliver is an old friend of Dirty Sanchez and Dirty Rodriguez. The goal <laughs> is another man what's the fart penis of the mandanus. Yeah, it's uh, a pretty graphic. What?
2: <laughs> That's a dirty Oliver?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, what the crap! Let me what? use that in a sentence. Uh, man, I was walking in the street and smelled a fart, and I saw two gays doing a dirty Oliver. Um, yeah,
0: it's uh. You really couldn't take the time so, to find something <laughs> a little sorry, bit more PG thirteen.
1: Well, here, I'll, I'll read mine. Mine's, mine's, <laughs> mine's not super dirty. Uh, so a dirty oh, Tyler. Oh, good. Yeah, mine's not as graphic. Uh, dirty Tyler to fart in one's hand and then slap someone else directly in the face. The object (laughs) of a dirty Tyler is to do do it quick enough so the slapped person can smell and taste it.
0: Oh, what the hell?
1: All right, we're going to do Dom now. Dirty Mm. Dom.
0: you got some Dom Tyler.
1: A half Puerto Rican dude, but you can never tell because he's super white, throws the occasional Spanish curse word out in moments of distress to subconsciously remind you that he's kind of Hispanic. Also turns everything into something dirty. Young Boy Ranch is your alias.
0: That doesn't even apply to the... Oh my goodness. You need to work on bit harder it? these words.
2: I don't know what just happened.
0: We can edit that out, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me more work. For, perfect. Right. You ain't doing nothing anyways.
1: Wow, the dirty Oliver
2: was terrible.
0: Yeah, that's not a that's I'm sorry, Oliver. You yeah, can change gonna, your name. <laughs> I'm probably gonna cut that whole. I'm just gonna keep the anthropomorphic. <laughs> Don't, Don't cut anthropomorphic. My out. Oh, that was we that never, was the most graphic thing you've ever said on our podcast.
1: Well, I technically I didn't say it. I read it. I'm just giving the definition of a word.
2: Right. You can't fault them for providing some Intel. form of an education.
1: Yeah, and the source I'm not a, a I'm not a writer on this website. I just the game trolls me, okay? So. Right. <laughs> oh boy. Charge it, to, charge it to the game. All right. You so, win some, you lose some.
0: Uh, real quick, shout out to our sponsor, Cigar Noise. Oh <laughs> yes. <That is> great! <laughs> uh, if you like taking pictures of your cigars, well, we do too. You can post it on Instagram. That's fine, but <laughs> Cigar Noise. The app—it's uh, a place for your cigar photos. Uh, check out the community there. Check out the website as well. Got some reviews, some interviews. Cigar noise.
1: I feel like on that app, there's a lot of patina pictures and a lot of uh, Atabay on there too.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much. Uh, Rod Rod posts there a lot. He smokes a lot of good stuff.
1: Oh, how good?
2: How good is Patina?
1: It's my favorite Connecticut. The church.
2: Um. Yeah, I'm such a fan. I- I, I'm I'm kinda like that might be the the only brand I'm a fanboy of. I actually did you know the whole this Mo is just Moe's just a good dude. Yeah.
1: He's alright. The cigars are better.
0: I actually did my first curbside pickup today, uh my local lounge, Loney cigars. And I cleared them out of patina, Connecticut's. They only had Gosh. three left. Snagged those babies.
1: So most should be expecting an order anytime soon
0: now. Hopefully. Hopefully they're getting those Maduros.
1: We got uh we got those coming in down um next week. Cool. Nice. What what shop were you at, Tom?
0: Ohlone Cigars in Fremont, California. Ohlone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grabbed them in there. Grab three Connecticut mm-hmm. patinas. Uh, an Ultra from Lusione from twenty sixteen. I think I'm gonna line that up next. Two Supreme Leafs. I haven't smoked those yet. Two those are good. Tabernacle Corona. No. Toros. Two Menelix. And one Rose of Sharon, I think. So you dropped like 200 bucks. Just about. Holy shit. Dude, I told you I'd send you
1: some. I'll send you some stuff, Dan.
0: Not going to beg. I'm yeah, saying so, I, I, I don't want you to send me stuff until Nate sends me those uh <laughs> grasshoppers. I've never tried those, are they ain't good? Shut up, piece of crap. Uh so speaking of Mo, he asks a patina cigars.
1: Oh um, Mo Oliver,
0: how many pounds ago did your D brown jersey fit correctly? <laughs> <You're> D brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what
2: what a rooster sucker. <laughs> uh, very funny. Yeah, that was, that's the brown jersey, man. That, I don't even. So, um, I, I was just kind of playing around the other day, um, right around lunchtime. So I was, uh, I mean, my days are filled with just emails, phone calls. It's, it's pretty, uh, low key right now. And, um, know, yeah, I didn't feel like cooking, but I had all these ingredients out on the counter for what I was thinking of, of doing for, for dinner. So I had them all out, and I just started a video and then grabbed some stuff out of the fridge, out of the pantry as well. And um, just kidding around, I said, you know, I was doing a video on Instagram saying, oh, I'm going to, you know, during this quarantine time, I'm going to show you how to make a really quick, fast meal. All these fresh ingredients out in front, and all I did was pour a bowl of cereal, (laughs) and I walked away. But I was wearing a D-Brown jersey, so that's where Mo's getting that from. And, uh, yeah, that jersey must have been from, I mean, I still wear it. I guess I shouldn't. But that's from, I don't even know when. It's got to be 20, 15, 15 years old, 20 years old.
0: Damn. Yo, I was ripping on my housemates the other day because uh, they still eat cold cereal. Do you both still eat cold cereal? Oh,
2: yeah. Not not as often as I used to. I used to make huge bowls of cold cereal. Like almost an entire box in one sitting.
1: Oh, I used to fuck it up back in cinnamon until it's crunch. I get into, like, a, a mood for it, and I buy a box, and I would probably annihilate the box. Yeah. And then, uh, so now I've been doing, um, I'll grab a breakfast bar. I'll grab a cinnamon toast uh, breakfast bar. They only have 100 calories in it. I mean, I'm sure the grams of fat isn't very good, and i got to check that out, but I'll grab <laughs> one of those if I'm, if I'm running late. I try to, I mean, I work at, I got to be at, I wake up at 3 a.m., and I got to be at work by four fifteen a.m., so usually it's something pretty quick. So, um, I usually I'll, I'll grab something like something small and, and eat it on the way to work. Yeah, and for the record, I have
2: two—I mean, not small kids anymore. I have two kids in the house. So, 15-year-old boy that eats us out of house and home, and then a 13-year-old yep. daughter. So, cereal is a necessity in the house.
1: Oliver, so uh, I'm smoking that um, the United Cigar. That's what it's called, right? Just United Cigar. Or-
2: yeah, the, yeah, the that natural Toro.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, a yeah. natural San Andreas, right?
2: On, on the uh, on the natural, it's an Ecuadorian Habano.
1: Ecuadorian Habano. Oh, the Maduro. Uh, yeah, was, uh, okay.
2: Maduro's a Mexican San Andreas. Mm. And then you have Dominican and Brazilian Matafina on the filler. Ooh,
0: nice. Hey, so I don't know if you guys are on Twitter at all, uh, but this thing going around during this quarantine. Uh, these quarantine days, is they'll post pictures of six images or so, and they say you can only choose three. Uh, so that's what we're going to do next. Tyler, I'm still counting on you to come, out, <laughs> come up with one cigar-related. Uh, but starting out, we have some classic baseball films. I'll show you the picture uh, so you guys can reference it when you're thinking. but. You can only choose right. three between the Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, Angels in the Outfield, Field Sandlot. of Dreams, A League of Their Own, 42, Major League, Little Big League, and Moneyball. Ooh. Oh. You can only I'll pick three. I'll go
1: first. I'm going with uh, Moneyball,
2: Sandlot and Field of Dreams. Jeez. Sa- Sandlot's in there for me. Jeez. Uh, Field of Dreams, just a classic. Yeah. And f- for, uh, 42 was so well done. Um, and then Major League. Wow, three of them, huh?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: All right. So I got to go. I got to go Sandlot. Um I'm gonna have to go Field the Dreams. Alright, hold on. Sandlot, Major League. That's because I'm 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 just more into the humor. And between Field of Dreams and 42
1: Be Careful. Be careful. Tread lightly.
2: Yeah, that that's that's where I'm that's where I'm torn. Um I mean, both so good. Field the dreams just because it has history, I guess. I mean, hold on. When I say history, forty two has tremendous history. Yeah, but it just it, it's the the reality of the whole of the story is too sad. Mm-hmm. I know it's a terrible time, great time in baseball, but a terrible time in in baseball. But field, of, I'd have to go field the dreams.
0: Yeah, I go Sandlot, Angels in the outfield. And moneyball. Angels in the what the hell? Dude, I just, I love that the gif. I send that all the time.
1: Um, Classic, what I love about man. um Field of Dreams man is no matter what I still get chills when I watch that. Yeah. I still um I get something in my eye, I don't know how, but at the end
2: <laughs> Yeah you know,
1: every, every time, um you know, cause that's the thing. Like, what? I, like, when I was in high school, me and my dad would go see a movie every fucking week. So, I have a lot of good memories with my dad and, and my and my grandpa. Cause my grandpa was a huge baseball. Like, I remember, and my grandpa passed away last March, uh, March of twenty nineteen. Um, but uh, we would um, like, we would just sit all day, and he would he had all these baseball books, and then he would um, ask me about a player. And I would go on Wikipedia and look them up, and it'd be like a player who played like one season, or he played, you know, it just like players that my grandpa would remember and didn't know anything about. And I could just look it up on my phone really quick. So we do that for hours, just looking oh, up awesome. all these. Play- yeah, um, but uh, still the Dreams band's awesome. And then I'm a big fan of uh, Moneyball. Aaron Sorkin writes; he wrote my one of my favorite movies, uh, Social Network, uh, the Facebook yeah. movie. So and then Sandlot's
2: a, a fucking classic. Sandlot's just a classic. You can watch that anytime. Mm-hmm. Field of Dreams, I just watched again on a flight back from wherever I was coming back from. But just within the last two months, I just watched that again. Awesome. And really, the only—well, I guess I guess Moneyball and and Forty Two are the only true stories, or based on true story.
0: Angels in the Outfields. That's not a true story. <laughs> yeah. What are you telling well, me, man? Sandlot. Sandlot could. Be, you could argue
2: that Sandlot is based loosely on everyone's true story or what. What true stories used to be.
1: Yeah, I'm watching I mean, that tonight.
0: Sandlot. All right, let's do another right? another film one. Uh, I'm counting on you, Oliver, to having uh, seen most of these since you do have kids at home. This is a Pixar. Yes. Pixar one. So. Oh,
2: more than likely, yeah.
0: Onward. I haven't seen that yet. Wall-E. Cars. Inside Out. Finding Nemo. Monsters Inc. Up. Ugh. The Incredibles. Toy Story and Coco.
2: Oh, which which Toy Story?
0: The original oh, one. OG. The
2: original. Uh, can you pan? I guess to your right. All right. Well, what are those two? Nemo. Coco, I heard was really good. I never saw it. Uh, yeah, I
1: heard good things about Coco. I heard
2: Inside Out. I heard that was a, a heartwarming because it's all the emotions. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I haven't seen all of these. Up, Up was good. It Had a good, just a good feel. And you know, it's kind of wow. All right, so Incredible s- Toy Story, and Up.
1: Um, for me, Wally UP, and Toy Story, and I think I cried in all three. I mean, UP, oh, man, they hit you right in the face Yeah. Uh, with that. And then uh, WALL-E, too, when he loses his little girlfriend. That was pretty sad. Um, I like uh, Ratatouille. Is that a Pixar? Oh, yeah, put Ratatouille
2: up there. I don't think that's Pixar, there. though. I love it's Ratatouille. It's not Pixar, though. I don't think.
0: Yo, so if this uh, shelter-in-place thing goes for another year, we're all going to look like those people and Wally mm-hmm. just flowing around on chairs 500 pounds. <laughs> um, I, I have Finding Nemo The Incredibles and Toy Story is my top three.
1: Incredibles is good. Toy Story came out when I was a kid so that's that's got to be up there.
2: Yeah you know the scary part um, just to show how fast time flies Toy Story 4 just came out last year and I think you know, during this this whole time, uh, we watched Toy Story four, oh, exactly. and then we looked back to see when Toy Story came out, and now I forget, but that was in the in the nineties, ninety seven maybe, ninety seven, yeah, like ninety seven. It came out. Isn't that crazy?
0: That yeah. doesn't seem right. It's been a but yeah,
2: it takes takes a, it takes a while for them to put it all together, and um, and they're they're all they're all classics. I mean, I've I've seen them all. Um, and they're, they're good, uh, just good stories, good messages. And Ninety, there's a, 95. there's that touch of adult sarcasm in it. 95?
1: 95.
2: Holy crap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, shit. I remember too, um, the, uh, um, what the fuck we going to say. That's
2: a Oh, oh no, right yeah. oh, no, no. I think dumb and, dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura came out right around that
1: time too. Oh, shit. <laughs> great I hit, I hit people randomly with uh there's a snake in my boot i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> that's right in my head but um uh, i was going back and i watched a um a uh a movie called um when the devil knows or before the devil knows your dad it's philip seymour hoffman and uh he's great ethan hawk so Philip Seymour Hoffman, that was a death that really hit me hard. Same with uh, Jerry Orbach, because that, it, that takes me back. He was in Law & Order, because me and my grandpa would watch Law & Order every night. And for him to pass away, that was super sad. And then uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, has there been an actor that hit, has hit you guys pretty hard? For me, it was those two guys.
2: Um, uh, ju- to touch quickly on, on Hoffman, he uh, because he came up in, in a conversation the other day I, I was having, because we watched... Um, The Incredible Mr. Riley, or Tom. What's it called with Matt Damon? The Incredible Mr. Riley, great movie. Oh. But but f- so Hoffman, in every movie, he just makes you he he just has this this air about him, this arrogance about him that just makes you want to hate him. But yeah. that that's just his he that that's just a a, a tribute to his acting. You know, yeah. if if you're able to, you know, if he's able to play that character so well that it brings up these emotions in you, if it's good or bad, you have to give him credit. Right? So as much as you hate him, you hate him on screen. I don't know how he is or how he was as a person, but um you know, if he can do that, I I, I thought that he had a, a tremendous ability. Um you know, in front of the camera. But um yeah, an actor that, that hit me. Uh Tom Hanks, when he got coronavirus and passed, I felt terrible.
1: He didn't die, <laughs> asshole. There's a snake in my boot. There's a snake. Yeah, there's, that's that randomness I'm looking for. <laughs> no, I, you know, <laughs> Tom
2: I mean there there are, you know, there are a lot of emotions that come up when when you're watching sports or you're listening to music or watching. Uh, movies, TV series, where you know these people are part of your your life because you know you watch these movies or series or music and you you hear it and listen to it, watch it over and over. But I don't I don't get overly hung up on on that when they pass. I mean, it's sad. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh that's too bad. But
1: um, I think I was younger too, is why. maybe yeah. that's why.
2: You're all old yeah. and mature now, maybe, Tyler. I'm just jaded. It's,
1: it's Cigar noise, men. Boys to Men. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, dude, I loved uh, Philip Skimmer Hoffman and Boogie Nights. That's a classic fucking movie.
2: Um, <laughs> Boogie Nights. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then Roller uh, Girl. Roller yeah. Girl. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, that- I like him in The Talented Mr. Ripley. He's like, that. That's what I meant. That's
2: yeah. That's was, that's the movie I was talking about.
1: What did I say? What, the I, Search
2: for Mr. Ripley. The it, Talented you know, Mr. Ripley.
1: You didn't have Ripley in there. That's why I'm like, what the fuck is he talking I've I been mean, looking at Matt Damon's filmography, and I'm like, I can't find shit on that, whatever Oliver's yeah. talking about. No, yeah.
2: yeah, that's it. The talented Mr. Ripley. I yeah, had I never think- seen it, and we watched it the other night. It was it was really good. Creepy, but really good.
1: I was a-peeping Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Pardon yeah, me? he was just he was good in that. And, like, uh, along came Pauly. <laughs> he was, oh, he was classic.
1: Classic. <laughs>
2: The basketball scene. Make it
1: rain. (laughs) I love what he's talking about. He wants to switch on defense. He's like, no, no, I just figured him out. I just figured out how to defend him. guy takes his shirt off. He's like, can you put your shirt back on? He's like, no. What
2: did you guys do? Yeah, so gross.
0: (laughs) All right, for our last choose three, I actually can't name all these, uh, but it's a picture of a Taqueria. Uh, yep, that's one. Bar. So, <laughs> oh, you can go. choose three toppings for your oh. tacos. We have onions, cilantro, radishes, all oh. kinds of sauces. We got the, the dark, deep red. We have the bright red, um, the rough cut, and like a guac salsa as well.
2: Wow, that's slightly a trick question because the radishes typically don't go on top. What about the limes? You're there's, saying you there's can't limes squeeze the lime on there?
0: Right, oh, that so that I, counts as a topping, though.
2: Okay, all right. Uh, are those black beans?
0: I, I can't tell. I don't think
2: I've ever seen beans on a. No, there's there is a black um, which is which is really good. It's soft, subtle, and, and uh, smoky taste, which is pretty damn good. Um, I, I skip the pico de gallo. I skip the guac. I'm going to have to go. That looks looks like cilantro and onion cut up and mixed up together. I think, so I'm going to have to go.
0: I think it's the, separate.
2: It
1: looks like rice,
2: maybe. What's the one on the lower? No, the lower. Okay, that looks like onion. What's that lower one?
1: <laughs> it's oh, a cucumber. Yeah. I don't know. That's cilantro uh, and onion.
2: I'm go is that one. cilantro and onion?
0: That's a cheese. Sometimes a they mix one. it.
2: Yeah, sometimes they mix it. So if that's the case, I would use that mix. I, I skipped the the first two. I don't. Even, I've never seen a it. sauce red like that. I go for that.
1: It looks like lava. There's like
2: the the one in between.
1: I don't know. How do you how do you
2: want to? I I go for uh, a a charcoal charcoal charred red hot sauce. I think that's the fourth one up. I go for that. I go to the cilantro and onion, and then I need just okay. uh, a little bit of lime. Okay,
0: me.
1: I'm going um, cheese, sour cream, and there's
2: no um, cheese there.
0: Are you what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm
1: not eating that. I'm telling you how I you, want this it. isn't del You've Taco. You've been kicked
2: off the island. Soft shell flour,
1: pollo, and uh, that means
0: yeah, chicken you, down. told took that one oh, time. Yeah. I went you, to El Pollo Loco, and <laughs> I I was not doing it intentionally, but I asked for polo
1: can I get a polo. I said a brain
0: bomb, and I forgot how to say it. Feel so stupid.
1: That's a daily occurrence, I bet. Um, Oliver, have you been to that uh, the taco, uh, fucking taco um, truck out in L.A.? Um, the guy's kind of famous now. He's one of the first taco trucks. It's like a Korean style ish. Uh, he was on the the chef show. Let me look it up. Um, All right, I, I
2: I think I know I know the one you're. Uh, I might follow them. Like I know the one you're talking about.
1: Let me get the they're, name, man. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess the short answer is no, no, I okay. have not, But but they're on the list. If you're in LA and you can go to uh, Birria, it, it's, it's a taco truck. Yeah, Birria, and they have they just opened up a second spot.
1: How do you spell Phenomenal. that? How
2: do you spell birria?
0: B I R R I A. There Tartin, it is. B E E R.
1: No, <laughs> probably. Oh, uh, okay. Like, sorry, Oliver, go on.
2: Yeah, and then Avenue Twenty Six is like this hidden. It's not even a. It's on a. It's like a mix between a restaurant and a taco truck. So they're in some back industrial alley and they have these these cooktops set up in in the alley so they're outside of the taco truck and they're dollar tacos but they're phenomenal they even have the uh the the true al store that's on the spit the rotating spit out the there the
0: only way to do it
2: <laughs> and they have they have everything i mean you want lengua you want tripas you want buche, you want i mean every part of the part of every animal my oh boy that's awesome Yeah, um, but for what I'm told if you squeeze a little lime it kills any bacteria
1: I've read that too yeah <laughs> uh, I think,
2: yeah, that I, that I think that's it? true well, I, and I believe it's true so i want to start that LA
1: food, yeah. um, food it? truck it's called uh, Koji barbecue Koji,
0: Koji K-O-G-I Tyler so... you put a lime on your pink taco <laughs>
1: Oh my <laughs> lord! Uh, yes. Um, what's that place in Vegas that's by the kind of by the wind a little bit? El bigger. Gordo's. El Gordo on the Strip. Hey, uh, how is that's, that? the fam-
2: that's that's actually really good. Um, but I say I say it's really it's good. Um, not not a hundred percent, but their 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 alba store is pretty good. I get the they have a Vampiro. Which, uh, which is, um, I'm totally butchering it, but it's on like a tostado. So it's mm. a crunchy and it's uh, it's good. It's really good.
0: Hey, next to gramman asks, hard shell or soft? Soft. All day.
2: Corn. Mm. I'm a corn guy. I just made flour tortillas the other night so that, um, you know, they're about an eight inch. It's not huge, but so we can make wraps, you know, or, or, or eat whatever you want. <laughs> all week
0: eight inch not huge (laughs) oh my lord
2: well yeah you know like usually like the wraps you buy in the store they're like 12 when i make corn i make corn tortillas too but those are more of the the you know street taco style the three to four inch but those when i make them we eat them that night because corn i don't know i haven't found a way to to keep corn tortillas so that they're pliable when you reheat them
0: I think my housemate has a tortilla press. I've just never used it.
2: Yeah, man, I got a tortilla press.
0: And that, what's the cornmeal called? It's like matzos or something. Matza.
2: Ma, yeah, uh, ma, yeah, something like that. Mas. Mas. Uh, well, masa. Masa is the the mix. But if you're talking about the ba, the, the like the instant the cornmeal, um, the corn flour, I think it's called mas, maseka.
0: Okay. Something like that. I'm not sure which one they have.
2: But the masa, masa is the is the mix when you add the water and everything.
1: I brought this up in one of the chats we were in, and I got kind of ridiculed. Uh, I've been using this. Um, it's uh, Instead of it being, like, corn or flour tortilla, it's made out of eggs. And it's, like, eight calories for the shell. So I'll make a little taco, and I'll use, like, the egg. It's really thin, and it, it it's, like... Um, it tastes really good, actually. It's a really low yeah. Um Yeah. It's, it's not bad.
2: No, yeah, you're just making it out of uh, – you're making the, the, the exterior out of a out of a shell. It's like a burger. It's like a burger with uh, a lettuce wrap.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's actually tastes yeah, pretty so good. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, it's egg. It's a breakfast burrito. You're just cutting out the, the tortilla. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that.
1: All right. Well, I think I think how I explained it was probably bad. I think I yeah. they're thinking like they used... <laughs> eggshells, not like. I don't know. No, I'm I'm all I'm all for a little creativity. Um. Now, do you get sick of talking about tacos? No. Oh, I would. Good.
2: No. If 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 I can, anytime I can learn a little bit more about tacos, I'm happy. And I like the authentic taco. It's not the although i look i grew up with old el paso and ortega mm-hmm. taco hard shell tacos and we had them you know we had them a couple weeks ago and sometimes you need to go back to that but my fascination and my love of tacos is the authentic street taco because that all i'm looking for is that that meat that protein that's in there that seasoned meat is so good and you just wrap it around a nice little warm tortilla it's phenomenal that's all I need.
1: I should try um, a traditional taco, like with, um, like how you would get it done. You know, I'm such a, like picky Toots. eater. I'm yeah, I'm a chooch. Uh, I need to try that. Um, how you do it, you, you know? So,
0: but yeah, I well mean, you, like,
1: you, you well you add you add everything
2: because the meat's just not good. Like, I mean, toot. the meat's the meat's good, right? But it's not. It, it's just a seasoned ground beef. Or you yeah. do chicken, you do like a shredded chicken. But when you get, you know, a beef or a chicken or a, a pork that's seasoned properly and it's the right part of the, the animal and it's it, it's just done right, it's it, inside the taco, it's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, um, another healthy um, alternative for you you health conscious folk out there, uh, I've been using, um, instead of sour cream, I use Greek yogurt. And it's like yeah, a go. million times better for you. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, sour cream.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so, in, in,
2: in really any, <laughs> almost any any recipe when it calls for a sour cream or something like that, you can use you you know either half and half, not half and half milk, but you can use half sour cream, half uh, Greek yogurt. Or if you're using you know if it calls for mayonnaise, you use you can use Greek yogurt.
0: Tyler, is that a Very bottle of piss? No, it's uh, a <laughs> zero calorie. Dude, you need to drink more hours. water, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, you need a few more canteens.
0: Borderline orange. Um, all right. It is, it is orange. It's an orange flavor, you now, bad. Analogy of the week. I didn't come up with this. This comes from In the Humidor on Instagram. Uh, fastball, curveball, and changeup. If they were cigars. Uh, in the United line, what would they be? Wow, that is so good. That is a good one. Uh,
2: I love baseball and I love cigars and that that's just a great one. Fastball, curveball, and change-up. Yep. Um, I'm going to have to say the fastball uh, is going to be the United United Toro Maduro. And I say that because the fa- fastball is every pitcher. Uh, that's just, that's that's what you're starting with and then Things get more complex afterwards. The United is just your everyday smoke. It's going to give you great, uh, great smoke output, great, you know, great balance, Um, you know, nothing overwhelming, but it just keeps, it still keeps you engaged. So that's going to be right down the, you know, right down the pipe. Um, Curveball. Curveball is going to be the Jose Dominguez Fino Maduro. Mm. Um, and I say that because that Fino is a, f- uh, retail again, depending on your state's tobacco tax, that Fino is about a $5 cigar and it has so much flavor, so much going on with it that all day long, that can be a nine, $9 cigar. Nobody would bat an eyelash. And I, I can say that not only because it's our line, but because we've done blind taste challenges and I, you know, I asked when I, when we go up with that cigar against, well, for one, we went up against the uh, Romeo and Julieta Nicaragua. Ooh. So we had those blind tasted, bands were covered, room of, you know, 20 plus people smoking them. And I asked at, at, towards the end, okay, if these cigars were priced at, you know, $14 would, you know, would this be something you would buy all the time? Everyone's like, no, no, that's, you know, probably a little too much. Uh, I don't know if I'd go to it all the time. It's, you know, it's good, but uh, you know that, that might be a little too high. And then when I go down to ten dollars, they're like, "Oh yeah, all day." And and they say for both that they would buy both cigars around ten. So then when we take the bands off and they realize one is around that fifteen dollar range, and then the other one is the Jose Dominguez at six dollars, they're blown away. So that's the that's the curveball, the changeup. I'm gonna have to say that the changeup is gonna be. uh, That's gonna be the Byron. um, I'd say the Byron Distinguidos, which is in our 21st century blend, but it has a darker wrapper than the typical Byron in that in that century, which has a light Ecuadorian. The Distinguidos uses a dark Ecuadorian wrapper, and it just changes the complexity of. That line and that blend so much, but nothing overpowering. But it, it it fools you as as you're as you're smoking it completely. You're expecting something that's just going to be a little little overpowering because it is. It's it's a grainy, toothy, um, dark wrapper, but it's so balanced on on the palate.
1: You see now, when you're doing these these flavor tests, you got to hit them with the when you're talking the price point. Like what if I told you cigar was five bucks? That's right, for two easy payments of five dollars each.
2: <laughs> yes. for, for one low one low installment of five four ninety nine at the register.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, that Fino all day. Jose Dominguez. It's it's such an unknown. I mean, we're um Yeah, you know, we're 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 a boutique company. Um, I do the, I handle national sales and we have Brian Sonia who does our, who's a broker for us in the, in the new England area. And then we have, um, guys out in, in Arizona that are just starting out to start brokering the, the United line. But outside of that, there's no advertising. Um, yeah, we're, we're, like I said, we're just starting out. So we're, we're really getting the, the name out there. So there are in our portfolio, there are just a lot of, a lot of hidden gems, like that Jose Dominguez, the firecracker, our regular line of firecracker, I think is phenomenal.
1: Nice.
2: Yeah. Ecuadorian Habano wrapper on the firecracker. You have four different Lajeros in there, two two Nicaraguan, uh, one Dominican and uh, Pennsylvanian. Ooh. So you it is tasty.
1: You could have went change up to the uh, Al Is that the all stem?
2: Yeah, oh, the yeah, the Altayo.
0: Altayo, There you go. It's pronounced pollo, not polo, Tyler. <laughs> the I El think... Talo.
1: Pollo.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the El is interesting. Like um, you know, we have we have lovers and haters of that that cigar because it, it's so unique because it is one hundred percent stem on the filler. So for some it's very overpowering and it's not it's not palatable, but for the price, it's a great cigar. And it just it's so unique. Um, it hasn't been done. It's been attempted, but and I've talked to some, you know, some boutique but big players that have tried it that haven't been able to accomplish it. And Jose Dominguez was uh, the first one to make it smokable and and make it interesting. So it's a great it's a great cigar. Ooh. Definitely definitely not my everyday. Cigar. Yeah, because it does, I mean, the stems, that's where you get a lot of that, you know, all the nicotine and that full body. So uh, you got to watch out for it. It sneaks up on you.
0: Nice. All right. Instagram deep dive uh, for the week. If you pull up Instagram, uh, check out the account Mad Hatter Creations NY. That's Mad Hatter Creations, NY.
2: Mad Hatter Creations, NY. Okay. So check check them out.
0: <laughs> if you can pull up any of these photos, they're mugs, coffee mugs, with <laughs> lips and uh, some teeth and a stogie in between, <laughs> and they just look. Uh, they look kind of. They're done well, but they look kind of gross.
2: <laughs> I'll check them out.
0: Oh, man.
2: Hard hard to face first thing in the morning?
0: Yeah, you want to turn that away from you. So yeah. you can just drink it and scare <laughs> everyone around.
2: I'll definitely check them out.
1: I don't have my phone handy, down so I can't look at it right now. But I'll take your word on it. Sounds interesting.
0: <laughs> All good.
2: Uh, I would definitely check them out shortly. And I think I'm going to make some, uh, you know, we're talking about all these tacos. I'm going to make some tamales tonight, I think.
0: Ooh.
2: Yeah, you know who's got good tamales that are just, I mean, we're not, I'm in Massachusetts, so it's not like California where I can go around the corner and somebody's got fresh tamales being made. Um, Trader Joe's has these tamales that are pretty damn good.
0: You know, if I go to Food Max uh, right across from my apartment, there's always a guy out front uh, selling tamales. Yeah. They're everywhere. But you mean you have to, that's a two-day thing, isn't it?
2: No, 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 no. When you buy them from Trader Joe's, they're done. You just put them in a steamer. Right, but i you know,
0: if you're making them from scratch.
2: Oh, if you're making Well, that's process. a long Yeah, it's a long process. You have to make that masa. You have to buy the corn husks.
0: And that's done a lot
1: and around then, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, right?
2: No, no, well, tamales are made all the time. There's one particular tamale that's more of a dessert tamale that I think is made for holidays and Christmas, and that's with raisins and that's oh, a sweet okay. tamale. Yeah, that's oh. not an everyday thing. Usually, usually it's a chicken, chicken or a pork. They Boyo. have green green tam- They have green tamales, red tamales.
0: For our listeners who can't see this, we transition from uh, Tyler's chin and nostrils to a just a crotch. Shot. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, I'm sorry, guys.
1: Hey, you're I got not, you're not wearing
0: shorts, so that's all right.
2: He's definitely not wearing underwear either.
0: Uh, last taco question from Man of Many Hats on Instagram.
2: Oh, my man.
0: Tacos versus cigars. Uh, you pick one, you get unlimited, free for life. The other, you can't have any more.
2: Oh, okay. I gotta go tacos. That's fair. Oh
0: man, right.
2: I'm going it's cigars. Good. You can't survive. I, I, I think I, I, would, I would I would I'd have to switch to a different type of tobacco. But I, I need I, I would just need tacos.
0: I'm,
1: I'm more For of me a... I don't I don't have tacos every day. I have a cigar every day. So true. i can give up something I have once a week versus something I have five times a day. On a good day.
0: And I, I generally get burritos or giant quesadillas um, instead of tacos.
2: Oh, you, you ever get, like, a super quesadilla?
0: Dude, yeah, this place near me, uh, Los Gallos, oh. the Roosters. So good. Man, it's, it's pretty much like a, a quesadilla. Oh, it's awesome. It's fantastic.
1: Oh, that sounds good.
0: I did a trip with... Come visit you,
1: Dom. Yeah, you do. Yeah,
2: everybody... Everybody thinks like a, a quesadilla. Just they're like, "Oh, that's you know, that's that's boring. That's not so good." Because they know the quesadillas in restaurants, or restaurant or quesadillas, and they make it home, or um, or somebody that doesn't know a quesadilla. And so in their minds, they're thinking, "Oh, it's just got cheese and you know maybe a chicken in there." But when you get a super quesadilla and it's done right, holy crap! It's got everything in there. So good.
0: Yeah, Tyler, keep the cheese away from your tacos. For no, I ac- mm. What about that? What's mm. that cheese that
1: starts with a C, like chihuahua or some shit? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cohete?
1: Coheta? The crumbly. Yeah, no, the it's crumbly. Like- it's like C H U C C, like chimichurri, or no. What's it's it called, man? Cheese. That cheese? Coheta. It's, co-heta. it's, cheese. it's white cheese. It's queso, like- queso fresco. Monte- no, it starts with a C, bro. You guys are killing me. I'm looking it up right
2: Co- now. Coheta. Coheta?
1: yeah. There's
2: like an H in there. Oh, you don't say the H, right? No, you don't say the H. Is there an H? There's Coheta? There's queso fresco. Uh,
1: and those queso are two. Queso. I think
2: I think the the Coheta cheese is is a little a little more solid, and that's like, um, it's like a, uh, like that one you're 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 cutting up, Tell whereas think- the 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 queso queso fresco you can kind of crumble.
0: Tyler, I think you're thinking Velveeta. No.
1: <laughs> I, can't, I can't find it. It must be a Wisconsin thing, but I do see the the cohet the Coat, whatever the hell you say. It. It's like a Mexican Parmesan. It's like C 8 like C8. I'm looking it up. Carry on, guys.
2: Carry on. For the Mexican cheeses.
1: All yeah. right, <laughs> Excuse me. That's the only one I know.
2: Oh, the mm. only two I know.
0: Uh, we have a few more right. questions. I don't know if we're going to get through them all, um, but Michael of Small Batch Cigars with the stupid Instagram handle, just like Native Foundation, MT251989. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, but he asks, what the unique aspect of your cigars that not a lot of people know that you get excited about? Pause.
1: I found it. It's C, it's queso, C-H-I-H-U-A, H-U-A. Oaxaca? I don't Yeah.
2: No, that's not, no. Ooh.
1: It's, it's recognized as a soft white cheese available in braids, balls, or rounds, <coughs> and or- originates in the Mexican state of C-H-I-H-U-A, H-U-A. That's Chihuahua. That's right. Hey, I did say it right. You never heard of that cheese?
2: Not the chihuahua, but in braids that—that's put on tacos.
1: Well, it comes shredded too, but yeah, it's called chihuahua. Yeah, that's the cheese they have in—they sell it in uh, Wisconsin.
2: Yeah, no, don't know it.
1: Schooled you, motherfuckers.
2: Wisconsin, okay. land of cheese.
1: Wisco. Uh, so Torres, uh,
2: mm-hmm. something unique uh, in—you know—a lot of people don't really realize in the ad when you're. When you're looking at Atabay, Byron, Bandolero, you have post-roll age on those cigars. So Bandolero's aged for a minimum of two years. Byron, depending on the Vitola, is aged anywhere from three to five years minimum. And Atabay's aged for a minimum of five years. And when they're aged, it's not your typical, the cigars in a box that we put in this in this room that's humidified. What Nelson does, of, Nelson of Selected Tobacco, who makes these cigars, what he does is he puts the cigars, finished cigars, in an into an aging room. And the aging room has five different cedars, ceiling to floor, one-inch planks, so that he can sand them down two to three times a year to give it a fresh layer. And he uses a Cuban cedar, a Spanish, Mexican, Brazilian, and Lebanese cedar. And they all mm. kind of play a different role in in the aging process and when the cigars are in the humidor he brings humidity down to 40 percent and then back up to 70 and he does very very gradually he does this over the course of all of those years so what the cigar does is when it goes down to 40 percent, it's pushing out and expelling any other impurities right because the cigar, cigar shrinks when there's less humidity and then when it expands and it, it's breathing in all that new humidity when it goes back up to 70, it's breathing in all those different cedar notes.
1: So it's infused. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so,
2: so it's infused. Oh I'm,
1: sorry. So, I'm sorry. So, yeah, when you age, like when you
2: buy, there are a lot of cigars out there now that people buy a box of and then they'll come back to the lounge and like, oh yeah, this is this is the box I bought three years ago. Taste it now. Well, on the A Byron, that's already been done. So when you look at the expense of, uh, the, of those particular lines, those three lines, yes, they're a little more expensive. The tobacco used is already aged five to seven years. Um, the wrapper is near flawless. And then you have the aging process after the cigar is rolled. So there is an expense, just just as there's an expense when you buy whiskey that's aged, a scotch that's aged, a rum that's aged. The longer they sit, the more expensive they, they become. So, um, you know, some people will... smoke an Atabay and they say it's expensive they can't smoke it every day but that's that's where part of that expense comes from is that aging? I
1: I gotta correct you Oliver on the uh, Atabay yes sir I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's a near flawless wrapper I would say it is a (laughs) flawless wrapper I've never had that's the prettiest wrapper I've ever seen on a cigar
2: oh thank you my man I thank you you, on behalf of Nelson I didn't do anything with it but yes
0: can you please send me a five
2: pack? No, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. um, you want know, come in your way?
0: I think that answered smoking tobacco's question. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but because he asked what makes Atabay different from other high-end premium cigars around the world, that that to me, because uh, I know I, you talked about that at the trade show. I don't know anybody else doing that,
2: right? Yeah, and and not that aging, definitely not the aging process, and and I say definitely with. Ninety-nine percent certainty, because nobody else has explained that um, to me. I've talked to other, you know, premiums and uh, higher-end, you know, luxury cigars makers, and and they talk about the process, but they're when they say their cigars, you know, a, a couple years old or it's aged, it's in the box, it's in a, a humidified room, and that does help the process. But the Atabay Byron Bandolero process is different from anything else.
0: Yeah, I believe, well, um, like in biblical times, Lebanon was known for its forests and groves of trees. Yes. So I wonder if uh, the cedar from Lebanon is more expensive than cedar elsewhere.
2: It, it's also illegal to, um, I don't think you can, you can really buy any. I think Nelson, when he uses the Lebanese cedar, that's to pay homage to his mother who passed uh, a couple of years ago and it's just a small amount. He said it doesn't really do anything um necessarily to the the cigar, but it's it's uh, it's it's a protected uh wood. It's a protected tree in Lebanon. But Lebanon is known for its cedar.
0: So it's a blessing in the humidor for those attabays.
2: Cor- correct. Correct. <laughs> kind of like you coming into my life was a blessing.
0: Oh man. I'm going to have to I <laughs> grab that chicken in a second. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I too have blessed wood also.
2: <laughs> you're going to, you're going to bless it later.
1: <laughs> oh my Lord.
2: Yeah. So, uh, to answer, yeah, that answers his smoking tobacco's question.
1: I have been toying around with aging some of my stuff with, um, putting cedar in the box and taking the cello off and, Throwing some cedar in there, and I haven't tried it yet. I haven't smoked them, but I got some that've been sitting for a couple of years. Want to try? Yeah, and as
2: long you know, when you take the there's the argument of should I take the cello off or not? If all the cigars are are the same, you know it's it's from one box, then that that's okay. But I wouldn't necessarily do it with multiple brands, yeah, I, lines, or, or things. You know, different wrappers.
1: Um. I mean, I do that. I'll do that with like my acid and my, uh, <laughs> right. In my, my, my uh, Cohibas,
2: right. <laughs> that nice, uh, That's a nice aroma in there. Yeah.
0: That's actually where I am in my cigar smoking experience, because I would just put, I would always take the in off because I always thought it was an eyesore, and I would try to separate mild cigars from more full-bodied. But now I'm just because I only have the one humidor other than the bags. I'm starting to keep the the, uh, self in on.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good, uh, plan of action there,
0: Dom. Uh, I want to get these last two questions in before, uh, we run out of time. Yeah. A
2: lot of questions.
0: I <laughs> know, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, man. Love uh, it. Uh, from Sam Nam, he asks, what's your favorite United cigar? Tough question. And I'll couple that with uh, a question from luxury cigar club. Uh, first hey. cigar ever smoked why.
1: Hey now. First cigar.
2: Well, first cigar ever smoked. My boyfriend's smoked. back. Um, well, the first one's just talking about the United portfolio, right? Correct. So, I, I would I would say my well my favorite's gonna have to be one that I uh, I guess I smoke all the time. Yeah. Or is it one that I just because at, at, look Bay and Byron it's in my portfolio I can't. That's not something I can smoke every day. Even I would love to, but the supply is limited. Limited production. I can't do that every day. As much as I would love to just have that as my favorite, I, I can't. I can't justify saying that. So, with that said, I would I would have to say the the United Toro Maduro is just my my favorite everyday thing a cigar I can smoke because it's it's consistent. Um, it's not overpowering. So when I, when I smoke that, I can definitely smoke something else. Um, but it just, it, it gives me satisfaction every time I smoke it. And what was the second? Oh, the first cigar I ever smoked. Yeah. That was luxury. Um, and why? Uh, well, the first cigar I smoked, I was, man, I was 16 years old. I'm 47 now. So you're talking at least 10 years ago. Um, I, first cigar I smoked, I, I stole, <laughs> I stole out of my, I stole out of my dad's humidor. And, um, um, from what I remember, I'm almost positive. It was the, um, it was an Arturo Fuente. I think it was the double Chateau, uh, because he had the, he it had the cedar around it, um, with the footband. So he was an Arturo Fuente fan. He, uh, he, you know, is still... Uh, not not Arturo Fuente, but still a cigar smoker. He smokes really more of what I give him now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the Arturo Fuente was the first one, and why? Because I was I was 16. I, I couldn't I couldn't buy my own, so I stole it out of his humidor.
1: Please tell me you lit it with the cedar on. I mean, how are you supposed to know?
2: <laughs> right. I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even take it off. I even kept the
1: the, the satin band on? on. Yeah, satin band. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, I, I smoked a lot of black and mild when I was in high school because my grandpa smoked. But then um, my first premium, I think, was H Upman in a tube, which is surprised that I I even kept smoking after that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, the first the first box I bought, um, I was so we had just moved back to Massachusetts. I had a, a fake ID because we lived in in New York, and I was um, I was 16, but on the ID it said I was 18. And really? I just used that in New York to get in the clubs, but the first box I bought was at Walgreens and it was a box of fifty. It was a box called Sweetie's. And nice. that was the first box I bought. And then the first premium box was a box of ten of Teamo.
1: Oh nice. Yeah. yeah.
2: And that was only a few few years later.
1: And those are known for using mostly Mexican tobacco, right? Yeah, the Tiamo was the that was a very popular line for a long time. Yeah. But it was that, yeah
2: Mexican 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 brand,
1: and that was made by the Terrens, right? Uh, got I'm, sure that, I'm sure the tobacco came from them, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they were yeah. too. Um, I think my first I know my first sampler I bought was the CAO sampler. It had like the the black and the um, uh, MX two and the Brasilia, I think. Uh, I think the first box I also bought was probably a C- box of CAOs. That was like the first brand I really got into. And I think it was, it wasn't yeah. the original, like when Taranio was making them or Perdomo or anything. I think it was when uh They were already bought by uh, STG, General, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah. General. Yeah. yeah, very nice. Yeah, Perdomo was making them for a while. I thought they were, and they, they were phenomenal. That Cameroon, I think it was the Cameroon
1: with the gold, gold band on it. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, who yeah. was making who was making um CAO? It was I should ask Miguel. I always forget, but it was a factory in Costa Rica. They're making uh they're making Bahia and CAO. Oh,
2: it's a Don Douglas factory.
1: Yeah, and then they kicked out CAO because Bahia wanted that brand Tony whatever the fuck his name was wanted Tony all of his, Burhani, yeah, wanted uh, yeah. all of his cigars being made there and then he went out of business like t- 2 weeks later. So good. <laughs> I heard a story that he was at the trade show and he was literally in a fucking uh, throne, and people had to go up there and meet him to get his
0: cigars in their shop. <laughs> yeah. Kiss I, the I, ring, bend I, the knee. I,
2: I would say Tony Borhani was kind of the first, from what I I remember, and you know people could tell me I'm wrong, but from what I remember at the you know, the trade shows and the RTDA, mm-hmm. cause I'd been going to them for a long time. I, I lived in Vegas and I worked for a retailer out there oh, for hmm. 14 years, so. Um, from what I remember, Tony, Tony Barhani was like the first, like rock and roll superstar in the industry, like where, where he kind of had that persona mm-hmm. and, and then Rocky, I think was hanging out with him and then kind of, you know, Rocky took that over and, um, you know, then, then Fuente started to have lines form at, at big smoke for people, you know, people wanted autographs and things like that. Yeah. And that's where they really started, to really started a boom
1: now how quick did he crash and burn was that i mean at, like would that, did honey? that happen overnight yeah did that happen overnight or
2: um no or was he, was, he was he was around climb? no it, well i think when it when it was going south uh from what i remember i think i think he had issues with um with don douglas and the you know the production and then it just started going going south but he was around for a while and he, I mean, he had phenomenal cigars. The Trinidad, the Bahia Gold, when the Bahia Gold Maduro came out, I couldn't get enough of that.
1: And now they're just uh, a catalog brand where uh, you yeah. throw the band on yeah. the there and you get what you get.
2: Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have like a Bahia Gold, um, it was a Torpedo. I forget if it was the number, if, if he called it the number two. Mm-hmm. or not, but it was the torpedo. it was phenomenal.
1: I'm sure uh Dave Garoppolo has some in his personal stash <laughs> maybe,
2: tuck, maybe tucked maybe tucked away.
1: he's got a lot of uh, cool they just smoked something super rare on the last little uh, ten year anniversary. they smoked something from like twenty five years ago or some shit they they like they go for like five hundred a stick now or something like that they're
2: yeah out. the the party gets one fifty
0: yeah yeah That's awesome speaking of uh... Yeah, that was a one time bands and boxes uh is it united that has a connection with uh designing the bands and boxes of uh that come out of habanos
2: nelson so yeah nelson nelson alfonso who does Adabe byron bandolero he he does the design work for the cuban brands
1: and padron too right He did padron the, the humidor well, the
2: 50 yeah only only the the humidor
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He designed the Padron fiftieth anniversary humidor. Nice. So yeah, he has, and yeah, when you look at the jars and you know Cuban jars and ashtrays, uh, really on the actually on the bottom of all of those um, jars and ashtrays, you'll see either the Byron logo, or you'll you'll now in the last three or four or five years. He changed it so it says "designed by Nelson Alfonso," mm. but on the bottom of those, you'll you'll see his uh, his little imprint.
1: Now, can you answer this? Does he live in Cuba, or does he live somewhere else?
2: Uh, he he. For the last twenty plus years, he's lived in Madrid, and uh, he still has a he still has his home in Cuba.
1: So he can go back freely and everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes. In fact, he just went. His father was his father was ill um, last, just at the end of last year, and um, unfortunately passed in mm. November, December. But uh, he went back. He took his family back. His wife and his youngest son, uh, who's 15, uh, they moved back to Cuba because his father was ill, and they wanted to be there. And he was doing a lot of work with with um, with the Cuban side and Habanos was for the the wholesale. And he went back, but they were there for maybe a month and a half, two months. And they had to, not that they had to leave. They decided to leave because that's when Cuba was going through a very difficult time. Uh, there was gas gas shortage, uh, food shortage, and electricity was going out. So they were just, they were fed up and they had to leave. And like I said, his father passed. So they just picked up, picked up and went back. But he's in, yeah, yeah he's in Madrid.
1: Um, not to carry on this podcast because it's been a pretty long one. I appreciate your time, Oliver, but... Um, oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, do you smoke a, a lot of Cubans? Now, for me, I can't really get into them. I've tried a lot of different ones. Uh, Mukau sent me, uh, gave me a bunch, and I've been smoking through them a little bit. Uh, I think I like the Ramon Alonis, but I really like this Nicaraguan stuff, I think, you know?
2: Yeah, I think, I, I, you know, I think we've, on on the American side, we've We've become accustomed to a you know a certain um, flavor profile.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I know it's very different between a, a Nicar- you know, Nicaraguan, Dominican, Honduran, and 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 every other uh, country that produces. And then you get into the Cuban brands, and and it's extremely popular in Europe, and it's still popular here because of the mystique. It's not for my palate. There are some great ones, um, mm-hmm. but then. I I don't want to, you know speak poorly of of Cuban cigars, but it's just not it's not my palate.
1: Yeah. Um. Now this is completely off subject here, guys, but uh, you hear a lot about how my much job, tobacco, I know how, um, how much Ecuador, how much tobacco they grow, but there's like no factories. I want to open up the first factory in Ecuador. <laughs> yeah. All the all the tobaccos there.
2: It's good. Good ambition. Yeah. You do
1: it. it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll do the I'll do testing. I'll do the you draw testing. definitely group. do it. <laughs> it,
1: it. I think it's yeah. a sound investment.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot of Ecuadorian tobacco that's that's used. Uh, great environment. Um, yeah. You can grow like the Adabate is a shade, That's a, a natural ready, shade grown wrapper. You know, so it's just very very thin, very light, but it's not it's not you know your typical shade grown. Uh, And then you have some very, you know, like the Ecuadorian Habano, very rich, thick wrappers. Mm -hmm. So you have, you have a lot coming out of Ecuador.
1: Now, when you say natural um, shade grown wrapper, you're talking about natural because it doesn't use cheesecloth because of the cloud coverage, right?
2: Correct. Correct.
1: There you go, Dom. You learned something new.
0: I knew that, man.
1: That's Mm -hmm. where I want to go to tan.
0: You get those overcast skies. That's the best tanning situation
2: of course dom knew it he knew anthropological thick
0: oh anthropomorphic dang. close <laughs> enough <laughs>
2: anthropomorphic i was close
1: anthroporn nick oh
0: my
2: goodness <laughs> Anthroporn nick <laughs> that was good
0: all right we got to wrap this up um the last question uh, from uncle cheese 44 asked yes united cigars get a real tile ty- really I can't talk now. Retailer in Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, Uncle oh, Cheese.
2: God, yep. Well, we, we touched on that. I would love to, love to be in Wisconsin. Uh, let's do it. got to do it. Well, yeah. Let's, let's get united.
1: Yeah. We got to live, live united. You got to smoke united. You got to be united. And I think Lake Country Cigars, I'll talk to Matt. Hey, if this trade show happens and you guys are there, I think we should make it happen. Tell get our, things
2: started.
0: You just forgot. And you got to come together.
1: And we gotta to come got together and be united.
2: Right, and that "come together" is in reference to the lyrics that we first heard at the beginning of the show. Yes, Just yeah, so You're not Beatles. kicked off the air,
1: That's the Beatles. <laughs> um, right. In the industry, guys, Oliver, we call that a comeback. Right. <laughs> a callback. Sorry, we call it a callback. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a podcast uh, jargon, guys. For you guys Tyler, out
0: there, don't call it a comeback because it's a callback. It's
2: a callback. It's a callback. Well, um, I appreciate you guys uh, including me and, and taking some time to uh, I want to say learn a little bit, but I don't know if you learned anything. But, uh, oh. but no, it was, it was fun. Good, You know what? Good laughs. We talked about tacos and cigars, so I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate you guys. I that
1: taught a you good, a new cheese. It team, was a good man. time. A new cheese called Chihuahua.
2: Yeah, chihuahua. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. It sounds like a like a mozzarella. It sounds like a softer cheese because if you can braid it. Um,
1: yeah,
2: it's uh, like it's white. Right. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look that up. Do it to it. And it, and if that cheese is in Wisconsin, it's got to be good because you guys don't mess around with your cheese.
1: No, we don't play cheese curds, no. man. Love. You know it. good when they when they squeak. That's when you know the cheese curds are good.
2: When they squeak.
1: Yeah, when you're chewing on them and they squeak in your mouth. Oh, oh
2: all right. I'll have to remember you heard,
1: that. You heard it here first. I I know hey Oliver, I don't know if you remember this, like maybe three maybe three years ago I was working at another shop and we had a guy from Minnesota who buys a shit ton of attabe. Um in, in Minnesota. I'm guessing at maybe tobacco grove or something. But uh yeah. I actually talked to you, I believe, on the phone about carrying it in, uh, carrying Atabay and Byron. Um this is probably like three years ago. I think I saw it oh, on my phone. Yeah, you were you were at Tobacco Grove. No, uh, we had a customer who, um, I think he like repos shit. And he's he buys like, he'll come to, he, he used to come to the shop and he drops like three grand every like six months to a year. And he's like, he sent me pictures. Wow. And he's like, can you bring this in? You know, and then we talked about it. And then we never saw, I, I was trying to coordinate with them Which ones do you exactly want? Because I didn't know much about it. I reached out. To uh, a good friend of mine, Miguel Chodell from Crownheads, he told me about your brand, and I reached out to um, Andrew Brennan. I don't know if you know um, AB; he used to work for Nat Sherman and LFD. Uh uh-huh. um, And they gave me uh, uh, your information, and I reached out to you. But um, um, I don't well, know if you remember ho- that. Hopefully, hopefully, I was helpful. Yeah, you were. Uh- you, you made it. You made it perfectly clear that Wisconsin was not a. Uh, a place you wanted to come and visit, so we. <laughs> I, I,
2: I got family. I got my older brother in Litchfield, Minnesota, and I lived in Wisconsin. So I am I'm more than happy to come back do a little summer fest. Yeah, go county go to county stadium.
1: It's Miller Park. Well, no, it's not Miller Park. Anymore. Oh. It's something else. They what is it? The I,
2: name. I, I remember it as County Stadium. So yeah, I was, I was there, there. I was there during the Robert, uh, Robert, Robin Yount, Cecil Cooper, Paul Molitor. Those were my years.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, the Harvey Wallbangers?
1: No, that was before that time. I think
2: Uh, Yukovic.
1: Yeah, Harvey Wallbangers. I think that was it. Yeah, they used to hit a lot of ding dongs. Rob Deere.
2: Rob Deere. Yeah. Milwaukee's the best because that's the only place that they would do you know that I, I know of. But we did so many tours of the breweries. And yeah. the and the the gifts that you get at the end it was like a a can that's your bank the pen lights hats like everything for kids <laughs> I was like oh here here you go kid
1: yeah I love the little mini journal sentinels they give you yeah the, the little newspapers the, the green ones. Oh, they newspapers. used to be well they used to be green yeah mm-hmm. they're they still still little, green I haven't seen those mini newspapers in years I, that's when no. I was a kid Does yeah, yeah. silly putty
0: awesome. work on those.
2: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's a good question good, good follow-up question
0: yeah thanks Tom. yeah i'm just trying good to, good to good we're trying to end this thing man and use another <laughs> oh, yeah. 10 minutes all
2: right, sorry all right all go it. ahead guys thank it's you. been fun thank you
0: thank you we gotta get thanks, you
2: on man. again yeah man i'm glad we connected appreciate everything live united and we'll talk soon
1: yes sir thank rock you rock and roll all right yeah, yeah.